0: Welcome back to Classical Christian Virtues. I'm your host, Dr. Timothy Dernlin, as we journey together toward the good life by cultivating virtue and resisting vice one week at a time. The companion book to this podcast is also entitled Classical Christian Virtues. You can pick that up at Amazon.com or you can get more information at timdernlin.com. If you head over there, please do leave me a message. I like reading those each week. Finally, Subscribe to this podcast, give it a five-star rating, pass it on to a friend, and we'll build this Classical Christian Virtues community together. Love you all. Let's get started. So we're continuing on with the virtue of curiosity this week, and special guest is Mr. Josh Dyson. He's the head of school at Classical School of Wichita, in
1: Wichita, Kansas. Josh, good to have you on. Yeah, Tim, it's great to be on. It's hard to, you know, I was thinking about, you know, next week you and I were supposed to be on a patio together hanging out.
0: That's right. That's right. Over at the uh, ACCS conference, right? Yep. Yep. So we'll have to do that virtually this year. Hey, before we get going, I, I not you tell us a little bit about yourself. We have a uh, guests from, from all over the nation, and uh, tell us about your background, where you grew up, college, some uh, job, wife, kids. Uh, let us know who you are. Cool.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Houston area uh, there on the east side uh, for most of my life and ended up going to uh, Houston Baptist uh, University, graduated there, a uh, degree in Christianity and biblical languages, Uh, In that time, was doing youth ministry and some children's ministry, a little bit of an adult ministry. was ordained and licensed as a Baptist minister uh, during that time as well, Uh, and had uh, gone to seminary from there, went to uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary uh, for a while in pursuit of an MDiv uh, due to life and and things that were happening, some personal uh, issues that I was going through medically, and uh, with our family expanding, ended up having to leave that off halfway. Uh, was back in Houston after spending those couple of years in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and when I got back to Houston, ended up in Christian education. Uh, not necessarily the choice uh, I made; it more of was the uh, opportunity before me. Uh, so I was at First Baptist Academy in Houston. There at First Baptist Houston, and um, chaplain, Bible teacher there in the sixth or eighth grades and really fell in love with Christian education at that point.
0: And it was not long after that that you transitioned into classical Christian education and ended up as the director of operations at Classical School of Wichita and then head of school,
1: correct? Yeah, I transitioned into that uh, that role as interim at first and then um, non-interim after a few months um also working uh, almost done with my masters of arts in christian classical studies from knox theological seminary i'll finish um one one of my classes next week and then i'll just have one more class uh, i
0: didn't know you were pursuing that that's a great degree that's a really really fantastic degree
1: yeah i've enjoyed it it's been a great program, a um, program down there when you were at
0: houston baptist was nancy Piercy or uh louis marcos were either of them there
1: so, most of my Marcos was there whenever I was there the first time, but we never really crossed paths because I, mean, I was pretty strictly in the theology, uh, and biblical studies side of things, uh, which is something that I mean I regret looking back. You know, my interests weren't in literature at that time. Uh, my love for literature has grown uh, since since that time, and since I've gotten involved in classical education that's fantastic
0: well this is a podcast focused on classical christian virtues and i'm so thankful to have you on so we're talking about the virtue of curiosity this week and we really have been trying to come at it from a aristotelian point of view and talking about the sweet spot um, between two vices being virtue and the virtue of um uh, of curiosity is what we're talking about today and i'm excited to have you on josh it's a uh, it's, I've been looking forward to this since we scheduled this a few weeks ago. The uh, excess of curiosity is meddling, uh, the vice of meddling, and the deficiency of curiosity is the vice of indifference. And so when I talk about curiosity and, and bring that up, what, what comes to your mind?
1: Yeah, you know, the first time when you, you mentioned, you know, doing this podcast um, and I was thinking about the virtues that, you know, had the, the options, you know, potential of, uh curiosity wasn't the first one that came to mind, you know, as, You know, of course. You it's, know, kind of, it's not really one that comes to many people's mind when you talk yeah. about virtue, right? Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, all right, we'll, we'll go with curiosity and, and see what happens. Um, you know, the first thought that came to mind was a few years ago, I went to uh, the pastor's conference that uh, Bethlehem Baptist, you know, John Piper was for a number of years. And at that time, I don't I don't know how they do it now, but uh, at that time, uh, you know, Piper would always do a biographical sketch um, of of a hero of the faith. And that year, he did uh, C.S. Lewis. Uh, that I was there, uh, which of course is, if you know anything about Piper, you'll know he's a pretty avid Lewis fan. Um, so it was a real, you know, pleasure to be there and listen to him give that sketch on Lewis. And he he gave this description of Lewis, and I'm sure that he stole it from somebody else because we all steal from other people, right? And forget. Um, it, but he described Lewis as having an omnivorous attentiveness, and. That phrase has stuck with me. I actually introduced it to my faculty uh, this year as part of a you know, kind of campaign that we're starting this next year, uh, which partly will focus on attention and attentiveness. And, that, I mean, and when I think about that, I just think about that everything is interesting. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like, it's, you know, whatever I'm looking at, there's, this is something about it that God's created um, is worth paying attention to. You know, whether it's things or whether it's persons, right, that, you know, as we, you know, remember Lewis as the weight of glory, you know, as he talks about, um, you know, you've never met a mere mortal. Just the, these ideas of having this, maybe as James K. Smith was saying, apocalyptic imagination. Um, you know, everything is, is, is amazing, you know, and I hate that, you know, that word's so overused, but truly um, is worth giving attention to. But that's, that's, what, that's what I thought of when I thought about you know, curiosity.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Even just going through your, your bio and the degrees you've pursued, that you're pursuing another degree right now, that you um, have moved through different uh, interests, it just um, was a good reminder that when I think of you, I do think of a curious person. And that you you do have that virtue, and so that's why that's one of the reasons I wanted you to come on and, and talk about this and so then when you're talking about the omnivorous incentiveness uh, it's it's fascinating so have your faculty picked up on it yet or or what's uh, what's your hope in that
1: you know honestly it was something that I mean last meeting of the year you know I laid out a vision for um, this next year of the the emphasis uh, that I want to for us to have as a faculty, um, and I'm calling it the MAP campaign, M-A-P. Um, and it stands for M being for memory, um, A for attention or attentiveness, and P for the poetic or poetry. Um, so kind of mapping out, right, the future of here. here's the things I want us to be, you know, focusing on, create alignment on. Um, I want our kids to not, for one, I want them to have attention. Right, that their ability to pay attention, but also just this omnivorous attentiveness that every I want to have that, that desire, that curiosity, like you said, that every that, that wonder, um, where everything is interesting. Yeah, yeah, we really do that as teachers, we have, to, we have to show that you know, for them to you know, something that you it's contagious, it's not just something you, you don't, you don't just teach on curiosity, right.
0: Right, and it's just so we want to cultivate a love of learning, right, in in these uh, classical schools, in all of education. And I've really latched onto this idea that you you can't truly love unless you're curious. So you mm-hmm. can't love you can't love something or someone um, without being curious about that person. If you have the vice of indifference. Um, you must not love the person. And if you have the vice of meddling, then you're, you're just trying to control the person. So this, that balance of curiosity and loving what, um, what subjects are before you. And, and um, even when, mu- what might be the mundane, there is no mundane. There's, yeah. there's just so many fascinating things. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated how you how that's going to play out for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, another another I kind of reflected on what are some of the things that, you know, have I written things on this or
0: let me jump in for a second and remind our audience that uh, you have written for the classical thistle CLT Cersei picked up uh, some of your articles. One of the most provocative ones and uh, stimulating the most curiosity is what scares me about classical education. So, um, yeah, go ahead and uh, keep, keep telling us more about, about your articles. I just wanted the audience to be aware of some of the things you've written and where you've been published.
1: In the article that, that I had, um, put out that I thought was most relevant was one, uh, that was called, uh, I think it's called the 10,000 year education plan. Um, and, and this also was based on a Piper book. And, and I sound like this avid John Piper fan now, as I'm you know talking about it all the time. And there definitely was a time that that I was a big John Piper fan, but as, as an Anglican, I, you know maybe more more towards N.T. Wright and those now. But, um, but but anyway, I love Piper still. he's a great great um, love for God. Um, and in his book, The Pleasures of God, he, he goes into this description of is um, imagining. You know what if the future, you know, kind of in the new heaven and new earth, was just exploring the universe, you know, and like you know one, you know, planet, each planet, you know, each planet one at a time, you know, going around, and we should, you know, imagine the billions of planets, and it's tied to that same idea, to that omnivorous attentiveness, right? And that's where you know this idea, you know, came to me is, you know, what what we're doing in educating is we're not just educating, we're not educating students just for this, you know, 70, you know, or maybe 80 years of life here in the present evil age, right? There is some, there's a, there's some way in which, and in then in, in the, the eschatologically, we are actually educating for thousands and thousands of years to come. Oh, that's, right? that's that's that. I like that. That's a great way to think about it. Yeah, and, and I don't. I mean, I, obviously, I have no idea how this is this going to work, and I, and I don't mean to you know put out some kind of heretical um, eschatology if it's possible to have a heretical eschatology with how many options are out there. <laughs> um, but just like, what if it's like you're you're creating an eternity of hunger and curiosity to love what God loves to love his, crea- his creation, you know, what if that's what the future was? You know, I, I imagine sometimes, you know, this kind of like you're saying a second ago about love is to be curious. You know, I think about being in a new heaven, and new earth, and and sitting down with someone I've never met before and having a conversation with them that lasts two or three years, <laughs> And and it never gets old, right? It's just you're so interested. There's so much interesting, right? Because of love, because like like you're saying, you know, this pure love that there, there's no like. Oh, here's some interesting people. Oh, let me go find Tim. Where's Tim at? You know, or oh, let me go find you know. Where's you know this other guy that's you know leading? You know, it's like everyone is interesting. Yeah. Everyone is creating the image of God. And as our love overflows, man, I think Lewis and um, the Great Divorce just paints this picture beautifully.
0: And it, it, it'll take uh, literally eternity to not only um, seek to understand God fully because he's infinite, but also to give him his full praise and glory, which is infinite and I love that concept of sitting down at a banquet table and having a three-year conversation with a person. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Oh, that's, that's really fascinating. I like that. And then, and then the idea that we are starting in education, this process of that um, eternal learning and that spark of, uh, of love and awakening imagination and wonder that will, that will go on for eternity. Um, so we, have been, we've been studying a lot, uh, around our house. I have four kids, uh, just like you, and we've been talking a lot about, um, the resurrected body of Christ and what our resurrected bodies will be yeah. like. And the ascension. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, um, it's really fascinating and, and understanding that, that, um, it's not just a, a new life. Our life is actually continuing just in a resurrected body.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. I was you know, having a conversation with a friend yesterday and, you know, thinking about what, yeah, what is you know, so much to contemplate there with the, what does the ascension mean? Hmm. Uh, how is that really the incarnation uh, and the resurrection? Uh, that, that Christ himself has this body, yet it's not, well, it's not the same, right, but it kind of is and and you know he can walk through walls and stuff, and yeah, he can walk through walls walking on the Emmaus road people are talking to him like,
0: yeah, 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 and then wait a minute, wait, oh wait, that was Christ, like yeah, so they kind of recognized him, but didn't,
1: yeah, um you know, you know so those are yeah you know, beautiful, yeah, and maybe again just to, uh for us to to delight in the curiosity of contemplating. Right, and maybe, and maybe that's another, you know, connection to think about uh, the life of contemplation. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, right, of kind of as you know, classically we think about that as the uh, leisure, and to contemplate what is. And I think about Joseph Pieper. You know, I don't know if you've. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, did, you know, I read not not, not long ago, and just blown away uh, by that. Yeah, only the lover sings. Art and
0: Contemplation by Joseph Pieper. Not to be confused with a John Piper, right? But uh, it's a really good book, thin little book, but but good stuff. So shifting to uh, the more practical, um, how do you take a student who may be indifferent and cultivate hmm. curiosity?
1: Man, it's, it's the tension, right, of, of what we're doing and holding the ideal – um, and if we have our portraits of a graduate and, and as we, you know, look at our, look at our, our students and like, are they going to, are they going to get there? You know, you want students to be curious. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, well,
0: what's the best way to develop curiosity in, in, a... I,
1: I think it ha- I mean, I think this is one of the ones that it has to be, um, one led by example, right? You want curious faculty, and it's going to be one of those things that's caught more than it's taught. Like, how do you teach, you know, how do you teach curiosity? Right. I mean, the uh, you can experience things, you can do things, you can try things, you can mm-hmm. try
0: cultivate love, but I like that idea that it's, it's caught not taught by the, the teachers and those around them who are, who are also curious.
1: Yeah. So somehow you, you know, you have to have that, that curious faculty member. If, I think if you don't have a curious faculty member, there's, you're dead in the water. Um, But if you have a curious faculty member, you know, they're going to have that desire to put kids in situations somehow. And this is, I think, where we have to think about the classroom maybe differently. Um, You know, I've been thinking a lot about the correlation. You and I have talked about this before. Um, The correlation between the classroom and the athletic field or, you know, practice field or, you know, game field. Um, you know, that so much of what's happening on an athletic field is putting kids in situations and having them have to kind of reckon with that. Um, and, of course, getting them ready for game day when they're going to have to, you know, they don't know what to expect exactly sure. um, on those. You know, how do we do that as, as a teacher of putting kids in situations, you know, where they have to practice, you know, being curious? I do I do believe with Aristotle, you know, you know as we're talking about the Aristotelian, um, view of this. Um, so, I mean, you know, he is a big proponent of habit. Um, you know, another the book, you know, beginning of book two, as I kind of flip through my Nicomachean ethics again, um, you know, of, of that, you know, the hobby toss, you know, that we, you know, talk about um, pretty often. We we, come, we become curious by doing curious acts. He, he yeah. said
0: we become brave by doing brave acts,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and this is also, you know, well, I like the scripture and one of the passages, you know, scripture is Hebrews five fourteen, 14, um, and it says, but solid food is for the mature, mm-hmm. but those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish from good from evil. Um, and, and it's interesting, the, the word there, you know, um, is from the gymnasium word, that constant practice, the same, you know, Greek word, um, and you know that even from a biblical perspective you know we, i think it's pretty well established as aristotelian that that habitus is is, is part of what it is but even from a biblical perspective is this idea of we had to practice you know discernment practice these things practice virtue um, for us to to grow uh, in that but.
0: i i like that i uh, that I like that analogy of um, the gymnastiki, the the gymnasium, the the athletics. Um, so, how do you learn to love the sport of volleyball by doing volleyball, by being, by participating in volleyball? And the more you do it, the more you get interested in it, and the more you love it. And then the more you love it, the more you do it. And and that that practice, that habit, starts this flywheel that just. Um, builds these strengths, build these builds these virtues, and starts shedding some of the vices. Um, so that yeah, that's that's great. That we can't. So it has to go beyond contemplation, and go into the practice and the habit. Um, so that's good.
1: So one, one other so kind of go back to Aristotle again, and one of the things that he you know talking about is the old the idea of know thyself, right? Um, and maybe this kind of relates to what we're talking about, about how do we train students and, and perhaps the the importance, you know, thinking about the, um, the um, seven laws of teaching and the importance of a, a teacher having to know where his students are and know what their needs are. So one of the things that Aristotle said, um, says, for we shall arrive at the mean, so we're talking about the kind of golden mean, right, by pressing... Well away from our failings, just like somebody straightening a warped piece of wood, um, and, and I think about also in Romans twelve when it's talking about you know as as Paul's telling them they need to have, you, he doesn't say that you know you need to just think that you're the worst thing that you know, ever is or you you're terrible at everything, um, he says you need to have a sober judgment about yourself. You need to have a you need to understand yourself, right? What are your strengths? at uh, their legitimate strengths, that's that's great. But you know, also understand your weaknesses. Um, and, and I think that's an area here with, with curiosity or any of the virtues is we need to know ourselves and know, am I prone to indifference or am I prone to meddling, you know, in this case? And, you know, depending on which side I, I'm leaning towards, I need to work the other direction, you know. Um, there's not, if, if I'm prone to meddling all the time, you know, I probably don't need to worry about indifference being too much of an issue. Right.
0: Yeah. Moving toward virtue is good toward that golden mean, but also actively pressing against vice is equally
1: important. Yeah. It's important for us to know which, where, where, which side am I leaning toward and then work from that direction back towards the mean. Right. Um, So if I'm a meddling person, then I need to think about, all right, how do I work away from the meddling more towards curiosity? I, I don't need to worry so much about indifference if I if indifference isn't something that is in my personality. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's great. I love those scripture references too. Yeah. So it's been good. You know, thinking about this idea of love and curiosity, you know, it's, it's to, to, you know, jump into some of the, the current cultural, you know, stuff that's going on. Um, you know, I think about this Aristotelian excess and defen- deficiency and, that, and I feel like that's just so much of what the reaction of people has been, especially as things that come up after George, George Floyd's death, has been either this, um, you know, indifference, you know, and I, know I, I got this all figured out, I already know why it happened, I know who's, you know, I got, you know, I know the political this. Um, and there are people on the other side, right, the meddling side of things that's just going, on. And I'm not saying necessarily anything about a particular form of action, but there, there has to be a realization that we can't ourselves, right, we are limited in our ability um, to do things. Um, but there is a place, like how do we find that place of curiosity that, that's a place to listen and, and to love? Right, I think that is a virtuous thing. That's that's a that's it's kind of like right, I'm, I'm going to have to find a, a way to silence some of these, the extremes here to hear what's, just my brother or our sister right in front of me is is saying.
0: Sure, that's great. That's great. And and it, and it does seem that indifference or meddling, can be can come from pride, and yep. thinking we have it all figured out or thinking that we can solve everything. And hmm. so. Getting that um, back to being rooted and grounded in love, in, in in Christ, and then and then having curiosity. So,
1: yeah, it reminds me of um, yeah, it's something I, I personally um, am not a fan of the phrase "love God, love people." Um, Tell me why is that? Um, so, is actually, I actually have written about this. Um, also, it's one of the early things. You're going to look it up. Um, But primarily because that's not what Jesus said. Um, You know that Jesus said to love the Lord our God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And there's something very different about loving our neighbor than loving people. People is an abstract idea, but your neighbor is a real person. specific person. Uh, Yeah, that's great. and think about that, and I think that there's a, a curiosity element there that that maybe there's some you know lean, as we think about this this current situation, that meddling could be if it's always in the abstract. Um, you yeah, know, is that is that meddling? You know, or you're kind of like, oh, I'm I'm going to fix all these things, but it's always abstract. Is that loving? Um, what's loving is to to go look at the purse, this person, um, as and this, and this is your neighbor, and you know, of course, thinking about the good Samaritan. You know, who is you know who is your neighbor? um but
0: that's great well we're gonna um need to wrap up and and move into um your current situation i want to know a little bit about your school tell us a little bit about classical school of wichita
1: yeah great you know we're entering our 15th year uh this year so uh this we started as a through K-12 school, which was an interesting, you know, way to start uh, a school. Most schools don't start K-12, through you know, they start with, you know, maybe some younger grades and work their way up. Um, so, you know, we've had graduates, but uh, for the past few years, but uh, are, are really since the beginning, um, but to have a full class, you know, go all the way up, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade, um, the first time we did that was last, was last year.
0: Oh, that's uh, great. That's great. Yeah,
1: so that's it was exciting. really, yeah, it was real exciting to see that moment, you know, that I know a lot of schools can relate to, having that, the first students who started in that kindergarten class and see them uh, go, go all the way up, you know. And, of course, you know, the school's grown from, I think they had was 60 or so students in the first, you know, year, and now up to about 365, you know, at this point. And, um, yeah, so it's been, you know, just a lot of fun to, to see the school grow and, uh, you, and you
0: all just had you all just had a um a rhetoric student who gave a thesis presentation that was uh honored by the accs correct
1: yeah yeah mimi logan um did a great job we had so many great thesis presentations this year it was hard to choose one but um it got it got kind of easy to choose one whenever they couldn't go over 20 minute over 20 minutes you know it, it limited our our selections but um um, so we, you know, we sent Mimi's in, and and uh, yeah, she was recognized as one of the top finalists. I, I was not able to listen to the the one uh, of the, the young man who who won, but one of our teachers did, and I heard that it was well deserving.
0: That's great. So rhetoric is a strength at your school. What are some other highlights of your school right now?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know, it's been fun to see uh, the. Uh, athletic program grow uh, into its own you know over the past few years uh, you know we've joined the state association uh, here a couple years ago which we're able to do through the accreditation process with ACCS Uh, so that's been fun you know it's just been you know Wade was here for a number of years and did such a great job um, with the school and just you know helping get us you know on a great path
0: you, you uh, you're doing an excellent job out there it's really neat to see anything else you want to say about the school or anything else you want to um, add before we wrap things up
1: no, no I can't think of anything you know Tim I you know definitely miss will miss seeing you being able to hang out you know in person uh, but yeah. glad we're able well, to do it this way
0: I really really appreciate you making time to um, be on the show and it's really been you've added a few things to my thought process that are going to rattle around in my mind the rest of this week as I focus on on the virtue of, of curiosity so thank you so much for taking time I really appreciate it and uh pray that God will bless you and your school the rest of this
1: summer and as you go on into this next school year well thanks Tim thanks for putting this whole thing together and the Lord bless you and your family
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. You can help build this community by subscribing to this podcast, sharing it with a friend, giving it a five-star rating, or writing a comment or review below. All four of those things really, really help. If you'd like to go deeper into this study, you can pick up Classical Christian Virtues at Amazon.com and follow along with us, answer the additional questions in your book, and dive a little deeper. While you're at it, you can pick up a copy for a friend. If you'd like to contact me directly, please go to TimDurnland.com and shoot me a message. I'd really like to hear from you. Until next time, may God the Father bless you and the Holy Spirit guide you. You strive to live like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by resisting vice and cultivating virtue for the good of others and the glory of God alone.